So Jen, I am so happy that you're here with us today. And uh, the reason for that is because you do have a ton of experience when it comes to finances, uh, since you've been in the financial industry for a long time. But I want you to share the audience um, before that. Like, how was your life before that? Because it's not that you have a ton of struggles, but there was something that was missing. And that's why um, you ended up to where you are right now. So let's let's get started with that. Yes, Sarah, absolutely. So for me, what happened was I actually have experience in graphic design. I've been in it over 20 years. And so at that time, before I even stepped into financial services, what happened was it was extremely lucrative. I was doing amazing for being in my 20s. And you see this money coming in. And I thank goodness I'm not a spender. So it was one of those things where I would sit there. I was collecting the money. I was a great saver. But there was something in me that realized I don't think I'm doing everything that I can. And that doesn't sit well with me. Because when you realize that there's potential and there's something missing, it, it starts to eat away at you inside. And that's what I was feeling. And I realized, like, wait a minute. I went to college. Didn't take a finance course. I was going to be a doctor before. So of course I wasn't taking <laughs> finance courses, but you know, you, you realize, wait a minute, this is a life skill. Money management is a life skill. And I didn't learn any of it. And I'm thinking I'm making these great paychecks. I'm bringing in income. And yet I have no freaking idea what I'm supposed to be doing with it other than putting into a checking or savings account. And then you hear these terms, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and then you don't even know what that is. And so I sat there at my desk and I thought, wait a minute, I'm only trying to learn this now because at that time I was working with a financial advisor and I just remembered feeling confused, asking questions. And thankfully too, I wasn't afraid to ask, but I know, and I'm sure you've run into this, Sarah, there are times when you run into clients that they're embarrassed because yeah. sometimes when we don't know and we're confused, we feel stupid for asking. And yeah, so yeah. that entire experience made me realize, you know what, I got to learn this. Because I, if I feel this way, there's got to be other people out there that feel this way too. And you want to learn. The other thing too was I wanted to be the person that helped in the movement of making this simple to understand in plain English. Because how many times have you run into other advisors or you've watched people in the industry and the terms are just flying over your head? Yeah. I mean, once you get used to it, it becomes a vocabulary that you're used to hearing. But for the person that's new, the person that wants to learn, the person that wants to do better with their money... It can be intimidating. And I wanted to bridge that gap so people didn't feel afraid and they wanted to learn and they wanted to lean in and they wanted to realize, hey, you know what? I want to do better with my money and I wanted to be a part of that. Yeah. And the reality is the industry is is not prepared to, to make everything in Lehman's term. <laughs> they actually wanted to make it complicated. So yeah. people think that this is something that they cannot do on their own right? That is something that they need to find a financial advisor in order to, to, you know, be able to do it. And I wonder if you ever thought that way, because you were a financial advisor, you decided yeah. to become a financial advisor after you were in graphic design. How was that transition? How, how, what made you decide to say, Hey, I'm going to go back and, and get my licenses and do this. You know, when you have that feeling inside you that you want to do better, or you, for me, I know that, you get that idea, right? And then you just want to follow it like down the rabbit hole and down the another path. And even though it has completely nothing to do with where you're at right now, I am like that. That is just me. It could be totally off the wall. I mean, I was gonna be a doctor. Obviously, I am not Dr. Fontanilla. So it's like, 
I am that person that's not afraid to start over. So when most of the time people are like, oh, you hear a lot. Oh, people are afraid of change. I'm like all for it because to me, it's exciting and new. So I wasn't afraid to go down a different path and explore it because here's the thing. When we have those thoughts, when we have those moments in our life, there doesn't, there isn't this thing that says you have to completely abandon this in order to do this. Why can't you go through a transition? So for me, it was more important to like learn. I love learning and I wanted to know about money because for me at the end of the day, this was about a life skill. This wasn't something, this wasn't really just a hobby. This was something like, not only could I help myself, but imagine how many more people I could help when they can feel comfortable with money, they can start to understand And when you are competent in whatever subject matter that is, you feel confident. And when you can help somebody feel confident, that's when they can make change. That's true. So again, you became a financial advisor. How was that? Oh, gosh. Lots of grueling studying hours. (laughs) I will say I remember there was there were two that I had to do. And then there was the first one that I, I had to do twice. And so when you're in this industry, as, as you know, Sarah, there's that those studying, they tell everybody in your team is saying, set the date, set the date, you know, because then it, you just procrastinate, right, in taking it. And you just have to do it. Like anything, you set that date. And by the time you look up, you realize, oh my gosh, I'm going to that freaking testing center. And it's the, let me tell you all, if you're watching this, it's the most nerve-wracking thing. It is. It <laughs> is super nerve-wracking. Yes. Not only are you sitting in this testing, and I bet you you and I went to the probably the same one, and you're sitting there at this desk, there's a camera watching you. You cannot cheat. No. You can't, you, you got to sign in and sign out. You want to. you want to either, but. Yeah, yeah you don't no. want to. But it's intimidating. <laughs> it's intimidating that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to move this paper over here. I hope that they don't think that I'm cheating or, or I'm going to, you know, write this down. I hope that they don't think I'm cheating. It's very intimidating. Exactly. I know you, don't, you almost don't want to breathe. I mean, you can't. And here's the, I remember you can't even take your jacket on or off. Like you have to decide before you go into the chair. Are you going to keep it on or keep it off? You got to sign inside out to, to get, go to the bathroom. Yes. And so, you know, the experience was, you know, Hey, it is what it is. If this is the protocol we have to go through, fine. You go through it, you, you get tested, you find out right away. Cause there's this, this timer that goes back and forth grading it. And you're just like, <gasps> you're holding your breath for five seconds. <laughs> like you're just thinking your brain, I don't want to come back. I don't want to come back. <laughs> and it happened to me one time. All right. Like, okay, Phil. And that's okay, because then you can try again. And so the second time I passed, but I, I, that testing, I I will not ever want to do that again, because that moment is so nerve wracking. But you know, that's what that's life. that's life, you know, there's going to be times when you don't make it, but that doesn't mean you're never going to make it. Correct, correct. And then so you became a financial advisor, you started working with clients, but yeah. it, you know, you didn't end up there so because you're doing something else now. So tell yeah. us what happened. What was that transition? Yes. So for the most part, as an advisor, we're advising in terms of strategy or product recommendations based on the person's situation what they're suitable with. We do these questions. We ask like, what are you comfortable with when it comes to risk tolerance? And for many of you have who have participated in some kind of 401k election plan, right? You go through those questions. So it was that kind of thing. And over the years, and I was an advisor for over a decade, over the years, what I was seeing as a pattern were people wanting to jump into investing and doing the sexy, fancy thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. But 
what was bothering me was realizing, wait a minute, there's a big component missing here. We're not talking about the basics. And when I talk about basics, what I'm referring to is nobody was talking about budgeting. You know, as an advisor, here's the thing. This is, this is, you know, how it is in the industry. It's like, you realize like, okay, I'm not getting paid. Technically, you're not getting paid to talk about all this extra stuff and budgeting and how to pay off debt. It's almost like a value added throwaway. And so a lot of times what ends up happening is we don't really talk about that. But then, okay, great. We opened up a Roth IRA or great. We opened up an insurance policy. And that didn't sit well with me because I realized this was not coming from a holistic approach. Mm -hmm. And so over the years, I saw that things were going backwards. Everybody was jumping to level five, but we haven't even done level one. And I realized over the years, people really needed to work on mindset. We needed to look at patterns. We needed to look at the foundational stuff like budgeting, understanding all those things. And people weren't doing it because I would ask. And it was just like, we just set stuff up and we just go along with the plan. But I knew it really wasn't working. And so for me, it was so important to take a step back and move away from that position. And I I got to a place where I'm like, you know what, I feel the most help that I can provide in terms of where I'm seeing people are, was there, I wanted to help people understand mindset, I wanted people to understand patterns that they were going through to better help them understand that it's not just only about the numbers, that it's not just about setting up an automatic plan and deduction from your paycheck or deduction from your checking account that we have to go back and understand why are we doing and thinking the way that we are so that we can really affect major change in the financial decisions that we're doing today. And so there was that big disconnect. And so I realized, you know what, this is where I want to be. I need to be in the coaching space. So it's interesting because I went from something extremely technical (laughs) and license and uncompliance and everything and realizing people need help here. Let's start here and understand why we're doing what we're doing so that then when we go forward with a plan, when we go forward with strategy, it just makes more sense. Everything clicks better because how many times have you tried to do a spreadsheet or a budget or something and no, you maybe do it for two months and then it falls apart because you're just jumping into the strategy, into the numbers, but you haven't looked at the other stuff that should have been done first. Correct. I totally agree uh, with that. And uh, well, you know, like, again, you have all your licenses, you were so compliant, you were working for a financial company. And now you decided that, okay, this is where I feel that people need me. And how was that transition? It was weird. (laughs) It was really weird, because you, 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 you know, for me, it was almost trying to discover my positioning where you're so used to overdoing it the way the company wants you to or have to. A lot of times, because when when you're in the financial industry, it's extremely, extremely regulated. It's not that I'm all for like, hey, let's go rogue and do whatever we want. But when you want to do the right thing and you realize like, I can't really do what I want to do because there is a certain protocol we need to follow and abide by. And I get it. It's really to protect the protect the public. Of course, that's what it's there for. And then, of course, there's going to be a small percentage of those that are in the industry. Yeah, let's face it. You're going to have some Bernie Madoffs in this industry. You are. That's just how it is. I mean, Sarah knows like we're in the financial industry. We take tests and you look at these situational questions. And you're, are you serious? People think they can get away with this. 
it's like these crazy scenarios in these exams and you're like, I can't believe anybody thinks that they can get away with this. Yeah. And so I get it. It's there for protection. But for me, it was an interesting transition where I had to ask myself, where do I feel most effective? Where do I feel like I can make the most impact? Mm-hmm. Where do I feel that people that I personally run into seem to need the most help? And you have to pay attention to the conversations you have, the words that people use, where do you see the disconnect? And so for me, it was really more of a personal journey and and understanding, wow, you think you know most of it. And it it was this, did you watch The Wizard of Oz, Sarah? Yeah, yeah. You remember the scene where the house crashed? Yeah. And then he opens the door and then everything is in technicolor? Yes. I always think of that scene when I realize from where I was, that there was so much more in the financial industry that I didn't know. Yeah. And that's what it felt like every year that went by after 2014, I was like, I didn't know we could set things up like that. I I didn't know this is how it could be. I I didn't know this was a different strategy. And and it almost got to the point where I'm like, oh my God, this could just go on for freaking ever. And so for me, it was, it, it was confusing it was frustrating but at the same time I looked at it this was a moment for me to discover what's out there what could be the best thing for people and where could I best serve yes so now that you mentioned that how what do you well what would you say to the women that are listening to this event that how they can get smart with money Yes. Oh, loaded question. But I love it. I love it. I love it. I think one of the best things that women can do is really get real with yourself and, and, and stop and think, what is your relationship with money? Because I'm gonna tell you this, if you are just trying to find the next strategy, the next product, what should you put your money to? You're going to eventually run into a wall where I, I don't even know what I'm doing. And a lot of times we don't stop to think about like, how did I grow up? And this is why I went into coaching. This is why I did try to do a better job of understanding the mindset part of it. And when we don't understand our relationship with money, meaning, for example, have you stopped to think about how did my mom teach me about money? Maybe she didn't literally sit down with you and teach you budgeting, but have you ever paid attention to the words? Have you ever paid attention to, did they, were they stressed? Did you never see money talked about in your house? Did you only see where mom and dad went to work and then just things magically got paid for and you have no idea how it works? Like you have to take a look at that kind of stuff. And how did you grow up? Because there are subconscious patterns that you inherited just by the environment that you were in. This will help you understand why you are a saver, why you're a spender, why you are a hoarder. Why do you have a problem saving? Why do you have a problem giving the money away? You, you, if, you, if you don't stop and think about these things, it's going to continuously be this, ah, you're just going to keep feeling like you're floating. Yeah. And so I think it's so important for us to understand our relationship with money. Where did our belief systems come from? What did you inherit and learn from your mother or your father or whoever uh, raised you? If you can start there. I think that makes a huge, huge difference. And then really understand, like, how are you reacting? When do you do certain things? Like, for example, Do you tend to be somebody that feel like, well, I deserve this because all my life we were struggling and I couldn't buy anything when I was a kid. And now you are continuously spending. And that's an example because those kinds of things have happened to all of us, right? We've all been in different situations, but many times we don't even, we don't even consciously know to think about those things. And what are the words are we saying as women, especially, are we saying things like, 
oh, my husband takes care of that. Ask him. I don't know anything about that. That's not my area. I don't want to know about that. And I, I'm happy to say, though, that I have seen a better change where women are now becoming more empowered. Yeah. Thank you to, you know, things that you're doing, Sarah, with yeah. you and your community. But still, but still there's a lot of yeah. women that it, it does concern me when I hear them say, Oh, my husband take it, takes care of the finances. Or, you know what? I don't think money is that important. Or when they say, oh, that's not my thing. You know, uh, dealing with money is not my thing. Well, it should be your thing. If you're divorced, if you're single, it should be your thing. And if you're married, it should be a couple's thing, you know, like you need to know what is going on because unfortunately a lot of my clients, uh, you know, get the surprise that, Oh, now they're getting divorced and they have no idea what is going on when it comes to that. Right. When it comes to. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm so glad you said this because I would say the same thing. I used to leave these workshops with uh, three other women and a couple years back. And I, when it came to my segment, I would say, okay, one or two things are going to happen. Either he's going to die or he's going to leave you. And if you're going to tell me that you have no idea what's going on, I'm telling you, he's not going to tell you where the money is. You have to have these money meetings or I call them. um, I wrote a book called do before I do where it encourages couples to have the tough conversations about money before you take the big step, meaning whether that's moving in together or getting married. And so it's called do before I do. And in there, I talk about if something tragically happens or prematurely, and you have never participated in handling, managing, understanding where you're at. And then I'm, here's the thing too, because some people are like, well, it's not my thing. And I don't, that's so confusing. I'm not telling you, you have to be the person who's doing it, but at the minimum, understand the assets because I dealt with a situation like this. I'll give you an example. I had a client who was married to a pastor, didn't go right. There was an affair, didn't know where the assets were. And then, and then she's like, well, what do I do? And then she's like, well, I never had any participation in the money. And I'm like, okay, well, let me, I had explained to her this is going to be very difficult. I think eventually she had to do some forensics accounting or something crazy, but it's tough because if you don't even know, there is no way I can know. And here's the thing, ladies, if it is not a joint account, you have no right. I don't care if you're married. You have no right to call in and ask, Hey, how much is the balance? Yeah. You, can't. you cannot, you don't have entitled rights to find out what's going on that account. And yeah, so yeah. if you are not actively and willingly participating and understanding what's going in your financial household, I have to say, you're going to be screwed. And I'm not saying this because you think you're going to get a divorce. We think it's going to go wrong. No, this is about you being financially responsible and taking the reins and being a part, an active participant and understanding what is going on with your money. Where is the money? Because something's going to happen. You can have the best marriage, but life happens to cancer, COVID. Anything heart attack. I had exactly. a client, the husband had a heart attack and yes. she didn't know anything. She almost even lose her home because she didn't know anything. Her husband always say, I'm taking care of it. Don't worry about it. I'm taking care of it. And the reality was he was not taking care of it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, tons of horror stories. And it's like, 
Yeah, we're a little harsh because let me tell you, when you are on the side of things as the person helping and coaching and advising, we want to see everybody win. Yes. So when we see that you guys aren't doing your part to take care of your families financially, in the financial management sense, not that you don't love your kids or your spouse or whatever, but what I'm saying is if you do not take the step and active role in participating and knowing what's going on, you're doing a disservice, not only to yourself, but to the, your family members, because you absolutely, you got, and so we're so passionate about it because we seen the disasters. We've seen the disasters that happen when, when people don't understand what's going on. And then you see GoFundMe. Oh, that's another show girl. And yeah. it's like, I I'm just like, man, why didn't you know? Why don't you know? And, and that's, that, that's the thing. There's, there are so many resources out there. There's so many people that can help you. You can learn this. That's the thing I will say to, to women. You can learn this. You, you, this is not like crazy difficult. And this is, again, going back to the beginning of my story, this is why I wanted to be able to be a part of the movement that explained this in plain English. Because let's be real. And, and Sarah, I'm sure you've experienced this too. You go to like, we go to industry events. You will typically see older white male. Yes in our industry. And I get that that can look and I'm gonna be totally real and honest. I get that that can be intimidating. And that's what not what you're used to. But by the same token, there are women like Sarah and I, that's why we're in this This is why we're here because we are passionate because we want to change all of that. There, there's no longer the excuse that well, I'm intimidated. No, because there are people in this industry that are willing to help you, that are willing right. to talk to you about these concepts, how to manage your money, how to be better with your financial decisions. Yes. But now it's it's up to you to say, yes, I'm going to do better today. Yes. It's about taking action immediately. Exactly. Immediately without letting, and become a smart woman with money. That's why we're creating this movement. That's why I'm cre- I created this event. That's why I am inviting all of these amazing and fabulous experts to talk about this because we want to help you and become more conscious about your money, your relationship with money, your financials and your financial future. Because in the end, financial freedom is the, I'm I'm sorry, financial education is the path to freedom. So it's about getting to know, getting to know what's going on. So Jen, I know that you have a free gift for the audience. What do you have for them today? Yeah, so as you can tell, I'm all about money mindset. So I have a little bundle where there's like your money affirmations, how to set those financial goals the right way. And so definitely check out the link, download yes, that. Right and there. yeah, especially because it's it's a lot about the foundation. It's about where you yeah, start because definitely. I can give you another, you know, Excel file spreadsheet, but I really, really, really am so adamant and passionate about this part where it's setting the foundation to get your mind set ready and to transition so that when you start going into the technical and start going, looking at that Excel spreadsheet again, it's like, it's going to be different. You're going to start moving in the direction of doing better because you're looking at it with a different perspective. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for this awesome. gift. Make sure to grab the, the gift in the link that I am providing here. And I really appreciate everything that you have shared with us. Again, you know, like we're here to help, right? We're here to not only inspire, empower, but also to provide all the tips and, and all the things that every, every woman have to uh, do in order to become financially free. Yes. Okay. 
Thank you. So thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And oh, then, you're so welcome. Thank you. Uh, tell us again the, the name of your book, that way the audience know. Oh, yes. You can go to Amazon. It's called Do Before I Do. All right. Perfect. All right. Have a good day. Thank you. You too, Sarah. Okay.